Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. My question to you tonight and the title of my message is, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Now, I'm not talking about what are you doing in church? You should be here. (laughs) Let me just bring a confirmation. You should be here. You should be in God's kingdom. And you, sh- you should be, absolutely. And that's why I've been here for 42 years getting, after getting saved and God's having a healing work and now being in God's, uh, I think, bullseye for my life. But God's saying to you, what are you doing here as in what's happening in you? What's happening in you, not just what's happening externally to you? You know, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19, there's such a powerful story. And it's a story of Elijah who God used, who was a great prophet in the Old Testament. He's incredible. Elijah is a gun. And he's used by God. Hang on, he didn't have a gun. He is a gun. (laughs) He's used by God to tell the people and tell Jezebel, if you know, she was an evil, wicked queen married to Ahab, her enabling husband, the king, and God gone, when told them it's not going to rain for three and a half years, sorry, told Elijah, go and tell them it's not going to rain for three and a half years because uh, until the, I bring the word again, it's not going to rain. And he was trying to bring about the people turning to him. So Elijah had to stand up and in actual fact, he gets on a roll. He's uh, definitely not popular. He was as popular as a bacon and egg sandwich in a Jewish wedding, but there we go. He uh, was not popular at all. But he ends up, <laughs> he ends up calling down fire on the uh, burnt offering. He ends up taking out 450 pagan prophets who were working against God and His kingdom and His people. And, uh, and then in chapter 19, he's exhausted. He's, uh, you know, he's done great victories. But in chapter 19, the Bible tells us that now, Things are about to change in his situation. So 1 Kings 19, it says here, Now Ahab, as I said, the enabling husband of Jezebel, told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, how he killed all the prophets with the sword. And so Jezebel sent a message to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, with me, be it ever so severely, she said, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servants there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and he came to a a broom bush, sat under it and prayed. Listen to this, great man of God, used by God, and he's praying that he might die. And he said, I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then he lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him and said, get up, eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up up and ate and drank. 
Strengthened by that food, he travelled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went to a cave and spent the night. And if we go down the verses, we come down to verse 13 and it says there, when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. There was a voice that said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah, a second time? Everybody, God has said to me over my, particularly my early years at different times, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And you might say tonight, well, I just came to church with a friend. (laughs) No, what are you doing in your thinking? What are you doing in your heart? Because Elijah has had great victory and many of us haven't had great victory, but he's had great victory. But now one woman has put him on the run. How interesting. He's tired, he's exhausted. And here's the message for everybody who's got saved. When you had the victory of salvation, be very wary. It's amazing how many people have a great victory of getting to church, they get saved. And you need to know that if you've got saved, the devil is not happy and he's come to bump you out of church, bump you out of the kingdom. And, uh, and so I hear a lot of people get saved and they say, oh, Pastor, it's amazing and I'm gonna be in church and I'm gonna be serving God for the rest of my life. And then a year later, where are they again? Because they weren't aware that when you have victories, then you have to be really careful. Because victories are when we're vulnerable. We think, look what happened. It happens easily. It'll happen again, which many times it does. But we have to be very careful. And now as a church, we have to be careful because we've got great victories going on, things breaking through. But now is not the time to go on the run because of intimidation. Listen, God has given us gifts. God has given you gifts and God has given you talents. He gave you great gifts, great talents. They're in your life. And uh, you may have had a good start in life. Thank God if you did. But like many others, many of us have had a very broken start, a damaged start, a small start. But here's what I discovered. There's not a lot of people who challenge their thinking or challenge where they're at. And the angel Lord says to Elijah twice, what are you doing? And uh, what's going on? And now he's suicidal and he's challenging him. And I like it too, because the angel says, hey, go and eat, which was always good for my, my, by me. And he actually said, go and have some baked bread. Everybody, right there in the Scripture, you heard that carbs are good. (laughs) Have some baked bread, peanut butter, be happy, amen. So he goes and says, listen, eat, drink, take a rest. When you have victories, you gotta go and go, hang on, I got tired, that was awesome, I had a victory there, but then you gotta rest, you gotta pace it out, you gotta be aware that there's an enemy against your future. And, uh, and be careful what, actually here's the thing, don't say anything once you get saved and you start serving God. Follow through with actions. Too many people are like, oh, me and God, I got this thing, God and I, God and my deal, God and my calling. No, stop talking and say, I need to start acting upon what God has said. I need to start acting upon what God has done and, uh, and be a gleaner. I was 19 in church gleaning. 
How do I get that? How do I do that? How do I get that? 21, I'm like gleaning. How do I get that? I didn't want to repeat alcoholism in my family for generations. I didn't want to repeat what my dad had done, which took us from one of the nicest suburbs to the poorest suburb. I didn't want to repeat it. And by the way, I, you nor I have enough wisdom to get out of a broken life without God's help. Very few people get out of it and get to any real sense of, hang on, I'm gonna go forward in victory. Very few. Very few have had my childhood have got out of what I've got out of. And I'm telling you now, it's only because I became a gleaner and a watcher and a listener. I stopped talking. I stopped telling everybody what I was gonna do and I started acting. I'm gonna activate that. I'm gonna activate that. I'm gonna activate that. But the angel of the Lord is there going, hey, what are you doing? And, uh, and Elijah says, I'm the only one left. <laughs> I alone am left. He's now lost perspective. We need in our lives people in the kingdom. That's why you gotta be in God's house who can give you objective opinion when you live your, lose, lose it due to your own subjective opinion. My subjective opinion is built on brokenness. It's built on pain. It was built on poverty. It was built on issues. It was built on my uh, being a parent to my parents. It was built on so many things that were out and I had to get objective opinions. And I had to say, God, help me to have your opinion. And Lord, thank you for putting your people around me can help me get out of this life. Everyone, God gave me gifts. He gave me talents. He's given you gifts. He's given you talents. But He's saying tonight, what are you doing here? Because Elijah went into a cave. Can I just say, many of us... <laughs> Rather than be going, hey, I'm gonna push forward now in my life. I'm gonna push forward into God. I'm gonna push forward in God's house. We're in a withdrawn place where we've taken ourselves into a cave where we sit there and think our thoughts over and over again. Let me think about what I think about. <laughs> Let me think again about what I think about, which I thought about last night, which I thought about yesterday, which I think about now, which is actually not producing. Not anything great, when God wants you to have a great life, He wants you to have a great breakthrough. He, he wants you to be in a different place. So can I say to you tonight, when Jesus sees you, even before you're, you know, when you're bound, hello, how many people come to church bound? You come to church and even before you're free, Jesus sees you and declares you're free. He sees you. You come in bound, you come in broken, Jesus says, I declare you're free. Now you've got to get into agreement with that. <laughs> Actually, this is huge, everybody. You have got to get into agreement. Some of us have never got into agreement with a person in our lives. And now we come into God's house and we wonder like, Lord, why aren't you moving? And He's going, because I just need you to give me something. Give me something. Give me some agreement. Give me some, embrace me. Come on, follow through what you heard in the Word. Give me something, something. He'll call you saved when you're completely lost. Remember my mother saying to me, God's gonna save you, God's gonna save you, God's, I'm like, I don't even know what that means, just shut up saying that to me. Then she said to me, God's gonna use you, God, God, what does that mean, shut up? What is God gonna use you mean? I had no clue. But my mum, I think, was repeating what God was telling her. God's gonna use him, God's gonna use him, God's gonna use him, and she began to say it over me. Listen, God will call you a king when you're a kid, David. <laughs> God, was, God saw a king, everybody else saw this young boy going up against a giant. God will call you a king when you're a kid. He'll call you strong when you feel weak and vulnerable. 
<laughs> because God sees who you can become. God sees who He's designed you to become. God sees you having victory. Come on, He sees you having, a vi- having victory, but He's looking for action, not talk. God's looking for action, not chat. And He's looking for us to activate it and say, right, I'm gonna start activating this and move in it. I love it too. God will call you well when you're sick. <laughs> He'll call you well when you're sick. I know whether it's with Sue and I, but when we pray for people to have children, a lot of people get pregnant and have babies. And uh, we've got a lot in our own church here who uh, I think probably because of what Sue and I went through having children, such negativity from doctors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, us saying, Lord, help us to surrender in this when it was so difficult. I just went in Zambia and a couple hadn't had a child. This is another couple who uh, couldn't get pregnant and they had such fears about it because their first birth was so challenging. I go back now and they come and they whisper in my ear, we're pregnant. And this is another couple in Zambia. Like, and it was years of not having a baby. Listen, God will call you healed when you're sick. He'll call you whole when you feel like I'm completely shattered. You feel shattered, God says, I'm calling you whole in Jesus' Name. And he's saying to, God's saying to Elijah, why are you there when, uh, why are you hiding there when I am with you and I've been telling you what to do? Why are you in this small dark place? Can I just say to everybody here, he was intimidated by one person. How many people are missing what God wants because one or two people have intimidated you and you're stuck? He's got one woman's intimidating me. He's like, oh my gosh, I just want to give up. I, want to, I can't give up on a die. Listen, everyone, no, no person deserves authority in your thinking. No person deserves to have authority in your thinking. No person deserves to have authority in your emotions. If you have somebody sitting in your emotions or in your thinking, can you please give them to Jesus tonight? <laughs> can you surrender that person and that person? Say, Lord, what am I doing? Lord, They need to be bumped out of this seat. The only one who needs to sit in my thinking is You. The only person who can have authority over my emotions is You. Lord, I give You that person. I give You that man. I give You that woman. I give them to You. And do not let a person contain You any longer. You've got to get unstuck. You've got to say, Jesus, help me to get unstuck. Why? Life's too short. Life's too short. Life's too short. God's got a plan for you. He wants you at the end of your life going, my gosh, I'm walking in God's plan. I'm in Africa when I'm in, even in Canada now, whatever I'm doing in line with our church and representing you, I'm like, how weird is it that I came from this small suburb, broken suburb, broken life, poverty, and now I'm believing for God for even more, even more. God's saying, believe bigger, believe bigger. And so now my life at 60 is like, oh my gosh, this is really like, it's stretching. It's got challenge to it. Now anything you do that's great, will always have that. But in the middle of it, I'm graced for it. In the middle of it, I'm prepped for it. And in the middle of it, I am not being intimidated by the devil or by any person. I'm not gonna be intimidated in Jesus' Name because there's too much to do that is great and gonna help a lot of people. So you can try and intimidate me, everybody. I haven't got time for you to sit in my thinking <laughs> or in my emotions. There's only one person I can give those to and His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. You know, sometimes you can get a bit of compassion fatigue. That's one Christians need to watch. I think Elijah had it. He's trying to serve God, serve people, 
but he's got some compassion fatigue. Come to God and say, God, refresh my heart, refresh my life. Find out what emotionally lifts you and do that. <laughs> Find out who emotionally lifts you, hang with them. Find out who doesn't emotionally lift you, <laughs> shrink them back. But get out of that place where you're shrinking back. Why are you in your heart and mind shrinking back to a cave that's small and dark? Why are you shrinking back to yesterday? I know so many people who do it, it's crazy around the world. And then I know so many who go, no, I'm not going back there. Devil, you had me, you had my family, you had my friends, I'm not going back there. I'm going to where Jesus is calling me to be. Don't retreat to a cave and listen to yourself. Don't do it. Go somewhere, get with God, but listen, speak the Word of God to yourself. This is what the Bible says. Here's one for us right now, Proverbs 29, 18. Where people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Wow. But whoever obeys the Word of the Lord, the law is joyful. Wow. When people do not accept divine guidance, they don't listen to the Word. They listen to themselves. They don't hear God's Word. The Bible says they run wild. Just run amok. Just do whatever, whatever, whatever. But when you're listening and you say, Lord, I want to obey Your Word. Guess what happens? You've got great joy. Got great joy. Some of us need a bit fresh to positive joy. Then listen, accept divine guidance. Hear from people that God has got ahead of you in the game of church. Leaders, pastors who are there to say, hey, listen, slow down. Because many times God's saying slow. He's saying grow. And here's a word that we don't like, but we need to hear. Sometimes He says no. And if God says no, it's always to protect you. I am not smart enough to have it all together even after 42 years being a Christian, being in church, I still need wisdom. What's the wisdom? God puts people around us to speak into our lives and give us wisdom to add perspective in Jesus' Name. So people, don't retreat to the cave. Don't retreat to a smaller life. Don't retreat to a smaller calling. Don't retreat to a smaller city. Don't retreat to a smaller situation. Just don't retreat and say, God, help me not to settle for less than your best. But Lord, help me to be in the place and position that You've asked me to be. Last week, I thought of this message. I thought, you know, um, here I am in Zambia and I thought that message, what are you doing here? And my answer was, I'm here in the positioning of God for my life at this age. I'm here in the positioning of God for my life at this age and this time in my life. Listen, everybody, that's what God wants you to answer. What are you doing here? I'm here right now doing this at Global Heart Church in His house. I'm doing this out in the city, out in the community, out in the state. I'm in my kingdom purpose in God's house and my kingdom purpose out of God's house. Listen, when you're living like that, wow, you're gonna be fulfilled. When you're living like that, you're gonna be free. When you're living like that, you're gonna be full of hope, full of joy, full of peace, full of life, full of purpose, full of possibility. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online 
every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.